Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcast called Around the World in 80s Movies. You can find a link on my website, of course, covering films of the 1980s got almost 100 reviews there so far. I hope you'll check them out soon. Today I'm going to be looking at, uh, speaking of old school, it wasn't really an 80s property. In fact, it started way back in the early 1970s, but we have a 2019 updating of this franchise, if you want to call it that, of Shaft. It's a movie that stars Samuel L. Jackson. He's played Shaft once before. Jesse T. Usher, Regina Hall, Alexandra Ship, Richard Roundtree. He's played Shaft. I think this will be his fourth time. Titus Welliver, Matt Loria, Method Man are also in the film. The director is Tim Story and the screenplay by Kenya Barris and Alex Barnow. It's an R-rated film. It does have pervasive language, violence, sexual content, some drug material, and brief nudity. The runtime is an hour and 51 minutes. Now, not to get too confusing here, but the 2019 version of Shaft is actually a sequel to the John Singleton version from 2000. That was also called Shaft. And due to the appearance of Richard Roundtree in this film, we also find that both of these versions of Shaft are now sequels to the Gordon Parks 1971 original, also called Shaft. Each version introduces us to a new generation of John Shaft. And this new film, we get John Shaft Jr. He's also called JJ, which is how I'm going to refer to him in the rest of this review in order to avoid confusion. JJ, we learn from this retcon, was born several years before the events that we see in the 2000 version of Shaft, fathered by Samuel L. Jackson's John Shaft. And Shaft, alone is how I will refer to Samuel L. Jackson's character throughout the rest of this review. Shaft was immediately estranged from his kid by the mother, Maya, played by Regina Hall. Maya wanted to keep her child's life away from the daily danger that Shaft is surrounded by. Shaft ends up keeping his toe in the water, though, with JJ by sending him presents on his birthday or on holidays, and they often show how out of touch he is. I mean, he's sending nudie mags and condoms and other inappropriate gifts. He's very clueless, not only in what's going on in JJ's life, but also what is acceptable by standards of our less politically incorrect world. Now, JJ Shaft primarily works as a desk jockey, we've come to find in the FBI. JJ learns that his old friend and sometimes protector named Kareem died from an overdose while he was in Harlem. And knowing that his friend Kareem had turned his life around, JJ thinks that the death smells a little funny, decides to investigate the cause of death, and that leads him to ask questions in a drug dealer's lair that ends up getting him nearly killed. So JJ is desperate to move on with his investigation, but he's not tough enough to really continue on, so he reaches out to the father that he never knew, who is currently working as a hard-boiled private investigator in town, in Harlem. And Dad, finally getting to meet his son, readily accepts his role as J.J.'s new protector and his mentor of all things so-called manly. They soon discover there is, of course, far more involved in Kareem's death than what the official report says, and soon the two men find themselves in the middle of a murder case. Now, Shaft is a decided departure for the series thus far. It plays more like a broad semi-spoof of the action thriller franchise than it does another entry. Intentionally so, though, the makers of the film bring in 
Tim Story to direct, who, after two semi-sophomoric attempts at delivering a Fantastic Four franchise, he's primarily become known for his comedies, usually featuring African Americans in lead roles like Barbershop, the Think Like a Man series, and the Ride Along series, most notably. As such, the character that was once grounded and rounded in Richard Roundtree's heyday is now relegated to becoming a stereotype of the epitome of badassery. With the OG Shaft, OG is how I'm going to refer to Roundtree and his John Shaft character for this review. He really does not make an appearance until very, very late into this film, by the way. O.G. Shaft has concentrated machismo. Now, his son, John Shaft, the Samuel L. Jackson version, is a chip off the old block, but a little bit more playful charisma. I think it should be noted here, for those confused who have seen the 2000 film, Samuel L. Jackson's character was the O.G. John Shaft's nephew in that film. We learn here that he was actually his son. His father was just pretending to be his uncle out of some sort of disdain. So this is a family tree that is probably looking like a Pollock painting by now. Now, J.J., in contrast, is almost wholly devoid of anything that would make his pop or his granddad think that he wasn't castrated by the expectations of courteousness and respect for race and gender equality within the modern generation, the Me Too generation, who are much more sensitive about these types of things. There is a lot of comedy that tries to play up between the generations and how they viewed things. Now, while the original Shaft helped popularize a whole subgenre of Hollywood cinema for years, this 2019 version only sees its predecessor for its differences instead of its similarities. It chooses to use the comparisons of attitudes from the 1970s and those of the near 2020s for laughs, mostly to suggest that while the older Shaft men might seem like relics, and I kind of lump them together here, there's actually only six years age difference between the actors who are playing the older two Shafts. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, even though he might look a little bit younger, he's actually 70 years old. So there's very good reason why they seem of the same generation in attitude here. But those characters are still far more preferable, at least by the writers of this film, to the new version of Shaft in J.J., who is neither lover nor fighter. He needs to man up. At least that's the message we get from this film. And this theme is evidenced when we see a scene in which J.J. manages to show how he can use a gun to blast through some bad guys. And this open display of violence is actually what ultimately gets the girl to notice him as more than a friend in the end. And while Shaft delivers on laughs and some ample low wattage entertainment, I think if there's an element of this version that produces some lulls, it's in the plot itself. It's not only predictable to see where things will go once these elements are introduced, but it's also very tedious to hear the men, the characters, discussing aspects of the plot as they're trying to put together the clues of the case. The comedy scores more points, I think, by ignoring that plot, and yet being a film featuring law enforcement and detective types, I think the ugly-headed plot is not something that can be avoided, unfortunately. So contrary to what Isaac Hayes sang in his theme song nearly 50 years ago, 2019's Shaft is the cat that does cop out when there's danger all about. Now, Shaft is perhaps too much of a departure in tone from the original Richard Roundtree films and even the previous Samuel L. Jackson film to qualify it with a recommendation for hardcore series fans, per se. However, I do think that lovers of straight-up action comedies, especially ones that explore jokes about the cultural divides and the attitudes among various generations of men, are likely going to find enough laughs and some decent action to sate their quest for entertainment in a modest fashion. The performances here by Jesse T. Usher and Samuel L. Jackson do make for some good comedy interplay, and you have a game-supporting cast around them, so the laughs are 
actually there. I'm not going to say it's going to knock your socks off, but I found myself giggling throughout. Now, if you're looking for a return to the original form in exploring the trials and tribulations of a black man trying to do what's right in the world that's doing much more wrong, I do think that 2019's shaft is likely going to give you the shaft. So I would say definitely temper your expectations. This is a movie that I don't know that I would qualify it as a good film. I would say it is an entertaining film. And for that, I'm going to give it three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who like this kind of movie. If you like your action comedies that play very fast and loose and really are mostly just trying to strive for some laughs and escapist entertainment, I think that Shaft will deliver for a lot of people. However, if you're expecting, like I said, a return to the original vibe of the first four Shaft films, the three round trees and the one Samuel L. Jackson before this one, I don't think you're going to get that here. This definitely is poking fun at itself in a major way. But as someone who has watched all of those films and have enjoyed them on multiple occasions, taking it for what it is and what it strives to achieve, I do think it is moderately successful. So for that, I am giving Shaft 2019 three stars. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on Shaft, you can write to me. You can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks, everyone, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. (laughs) 